Blimey. Oh, this is one out of a jam jar you got here. The House of Mystery contains demons, angels, elementals, magicians, wizards, apparitions, adult language, and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not enter the House of Mystery. All right, then. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the House of Mystery. I am Michael Flores, your host and curator of the House of Mystery. And in the house with me, as usual, is the demon bisexual butler, my own personal Etrigan, David. Hello, everybody. Are you friends with Etrigan down there in hell? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. (laughs) He has to have his own little nice personal private space in the uh basement of the uh house of mystery i don't know what that means dave he has a private space you, know, I'm you don't want to know you yeah. don't want to know no you're right <laughs> i don't want to know you don't want to know what's underneath that red leotard i don't want to know david thank you i appreciate you and not telling me all right so today dave we're going to be doing an update show we're going to be going through all the latest news and Headlines pertaining to the world of DC Comics, uh, the darker side of DC Comics. We don't cover the all of DC, just the darker side of DC. That's what we do here at the House of Mystery. All right, Dave. So for article number one, are you ready? Ready. All right. DC confirms its darkest heroes are an official Justice League team. Justice League Dark has long operated as an unofficial spinoff of the main Justice League, but now the team has been made official. DC has confirmed that Justice League Dark is now an officially recognized and sanctioned offshoot of the main Justice League. This comes after years of working unofficially outside of the league's charter. And uh, Dave, honestly, I don't know how I feel about this. I would love to hear thoughts from other listeners out there that are Justice League Dark fans. I don't like Justice League Dark being brought from the shadows to the light. To be yeah. officially acknowledged as a sanctioned league, I just it don't. It seems kind of cheesy. It's weird. It's I it makes me feel uncomfortable. As a Justice League Dark fan and a fan of the darker side of DC, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Now, now here's the thing. Also, I thought about this as well when this happened is I do appreciate the acknowledgement that, you know, the big, the big uh, echelon of the Justice League, you know, characters like Batman, Green Lantern, they all acknowledge that they're, it, they're not equipped to deal with what Justice League Dark deal, uh, what, what that team has to deal with. Yeah. And I do appreciate that because that's been a that's been kind of like a a a thing that's gone around in comic book uh especially DC fandom is like the big question, well, why can't these characters do this? And having the characters literally come out and just say, Hey, we're not equipped to deal with this stuff. You guys are, you guys can handle this, so we're all hands off. Yeah, and listen, I had a feeling they were going to do this because, you know, Tanny and storyline that revolved around, for the most part, Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, during that, the, what, the first two years of the new Justice League Dark yeah. that uh, came about via Rebirth was all about Wonder Woman and bringing her into the world of magic and 
essentially setting her up as this leader of the magic community and becoming accepted by the magical community. In fact, I want to say issue, I want to say 15, 16, she even made a statement about bringing the world of magic to her heel, basically saying, I'm going to control this, that this is insane. This is crazy. The world of magic is chaotic. There are no rules. Everyone's doing whatever they want. And Wonder Woman, I believe, essentially said, no more. <laughs> so when she made that statement in those earlier issues, I was like, this is what they're going to do. I mean, the fact that Wonder Woman's involved, they already brought the Justice League Dark to the basement of the Hall of Justice. Yes. They're no longer operating out of the House of Mystery. I knew this is the direction they were going. And I have been dreading that ever since. I yeah. don't want it. I like them being within the shadows. There's something to be said about being mysterious. And when you bring the Justice League Dark Squad to the light, it loses something. It loses the mystery. To be validated by Superman and the core league members, I just, I don't need it. I like the fact that they were a rogue, do what we want team. Yeah, just trying to do what's right. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. And now that they're a part of the Justice League charter, it just seems silly. And also it feels, it doesn't feel legit. I can't imagine Constantine wanting to work with Justice League for real. No, no, absolutely. I can't imagine a demon Etrigan truly wanting to work with the Justice League. The Justice League. And imagine Swamp Thing wanting to work with Justice League. I know he has, but usually they find stories for Swamp Thing to where it feels right why he's involved with this specific story and even involving then, Justice League. And even then, it's very in a very conflicting behavior. Yeah. You know, it's always at that... Uh, Kind of like a antagonizing behavior between Swamp Thing and any of the Justice League members, whether it's Superman or Batman, they've always seen Swamp Thing as a legitimate threat, not an ally, a threat. And when you, when basically you have like this moment where the Justice League, oh, we're all friends now, it does ruin kind of like. The, the the removing the fangs from the whole relationship that they have because like then to me it's like well why in the world would Batman and Superman ever fear Swamp Thing because Swamp Thing's considered part of the Justice League <laughs> well like I said there's a bit of a rogue vibe like a rebel vibe to the JLD exactly and when you bring him into the fold they're, they're not the black sheep they're now part of the team it just I feel like they didn't need to do this and now, now, and now this is where it's going to be from here on out. It's going to be the Justice League as a whole. And I don't, I just don't think it's that interesting, honestly. Well, here's the thing, though. We're talking about Ram V writing it, right? I don't think Ram V is just simply going to make this about the Justice League dark working alongside Justice League. There is ramifications that are coming out of this because number one, right on the list, I highly doubt John Constantine's going to work with the Justice League. There just isn't. I'm not going. No, he hates capes. He's not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going to probably leave Justice League dark. Yeah. 
And well, I, I hope something happens with this. Listen, Ram V is a good writer. I'm a big fan of his work. So I'm not hating on the writing. The writing isn't bad. As a fan, I'm not very keen on the decision. It doesn't mean the writing is bad. I'm just not keen on the idea. And hopefully they make it work. I just don't see Superman working well with the darker side of DC. I don't see I don't see it. I don't I don't like it. It doesn't so, make sense to me. Yeah. It, it, even for me it like it doesn't compute in my brain. Yeah. All right, Dave. So JJ Abrams is set to have largest footprint on DC movies and shows as Zack Snyder's universe is brought to a close. Now, the reason why this is relevant to this show is because J.J. Abrams is directly involved with the production of the darker side of DC. That's why we talk about him on this show. The largest footprint, Dave, on DC movies and shows. Now, if this was 10 years ago, J.J., I would be very excited. You'd be... You'd be- Pretty much okay with this. Yeah, but this is now JJ, and the guy doesn't have a great track record when it comes to franchises. Fandom, fandom favorite franchises. So we'll see how this works. Now, JJ Abrams looks to have a big party to play, or big part to play in the DC universe moving forward. The Snyderverse is over. Zack Snyder's vision for the DC cinematic universe has seemingly come to an end with the Snyder Cut. Now, Warner Brothers and DC are reportedly putting their faith in Star Wars rebooter J.J. Abrams. A new report from the Hollywood Reporter reveals new new details about the upcoming Superman adaptation, including that Warner Brothers has already met with various directors to helm the film. Uh, Abrams will serve as a producer on the movie with no intention of directing. The report adds that the new Superman movie is key to the studio's future DC plans and is looking for the upcoming The Flash movie to open up the multiverse. Yeah, this is a dated article um, because we've also now heard recently that the Superman film that J.J. is producing is a complete standalone movie movie that has no connection to the standing DC universe as it is. It's completely separate. They compared it to Joker. Yes. The film starring Joaquin Phoenix. But this does bring one question to mind, Dave. Will this be part of his universe he's creating? Meaning, will this Superman be a part of the darker side of DC that he's creating? The Zatanna film, the Hellblazer reboot that's coming to HBO Max, or is he doing multiple standalone projects? That's the question, Dave. That is the question. And whether or not it will work, are we ready to return to standalone films that are not interconnected? Because I don't think we are. Maybe in another 10 years when people are fed up with connected storylines. But as of right now, that's the thing. That's what people want. Look at Marvel. They're doubling down with their TV shows. They're not holding back. Just when people said, oh, it's too hard. Not people. DC. Oh, it's too hard to have movies and and TV shows all interconnected. It's just not possible. It's very complicated. What does Marvel do? They double the fuck down by giving you TV shows that are relevant to the ever-evolving MCU storylines. And where's DC at? Still stutter-stepping, yeah. trying to make a decision. 
So what are they going to do? Are we going to have separate universes? Do you care if the John Constantine and Zatanna are their own thing? Do you think that's for the best? Especially since the one thing that DC keeps touting is like, everything's going to be a standalone movie, right? But for some strange reason, the Flash movie is going to introduce a multiverse. So everything is connected because you're going to introduce a multiverse. Okay, we're assuming, Dave, because we don't know that these things are connected. Now, as a fan, people want to say they're connected because of the multiverse. But J.J. Abrams doesn't give two dicks about the multiverse. He probably doesn't even know what that is. So when he's making this movie, there's no multiverse in his mind. He's not saying, oh, you know what? This is the Superman of my multiverse. He's thinking this is a separate movie. This is a separate movie. And that's what that's because if he was thinking multiverse, Dave, he would have not cast a Clark Kent in his movie. This would have been. Forgot the name of the character that is the black Superman. It would have been that character. Instead, he's giving us Clark Kent. Clark Kent. He's just doing his own thing. But the question that's relevant to us in this show is what is he going to be doing with Zatanna and Hellblazer? Now, we both know that based on reports that the Hellblazer and Zatanna film will be connected. Now, that isn't official. A lot of us have assumed based on rumors. There have been reports that are leaked that Zatanna and Hellblazer will be connected. But I do not believe there has been anything officially stated from Warner Brothers that Justice, that Zatanna and Hellblazer will be connected. We know that there will be Justice League Dark eventually. We know that there will be a Hellblazer series, and we know that there will be a Zatanna movie. But do we know that they're connected? It would be quite silly for them not to be. But when you have a decision like Superman being completely separate, it makes you wonder. And that's what makes me feel yet again uncomfortable. I want to feel comfortable, David. And when you don't (laughs) give me enough details and you make decisions like they're doing with the Superman movie, it makes me very nervous, number one. Number two, you have J.J. Abrams, who doesn't have a great track record right now in the ways of franchise. And I'm starting to get nervous with the future of DC or the darker side of DC. Oh, absolutely. Because like, I mean, it wasn't, I I even remember back in February, but the beginning of this year, they were talking about the whole Hellblazer movie and they were announcing that it's going to reboot the Constantine, uh, the Constantine universe for the new, for the new DCEU. And I was like going ever since then that's all we've been hearing and it, it it's like they keep stutter stepping they're not they're, they're, there's no there's there is no game plan it's just basically a lot of chatter yeah yeah it's hard to get excited about something that we aren't very clear on so we'll see. I'm still excited about the the Zatanna movie not because of JJ's involvement but because of the director that's involved. Yeah. Uh, the Zatanna screenwriter just won an Oscar for promising young woman. She did. So fuck dude, not only has her paycheck just gone up, but I'm actually really excited because I'm a big film enthusiast. I love high quality films. I'm not the biggest fan of popcorn films. Sure. I enjoy them for the most part for what they are, but give me a fantastic 
indie film or foreign film over a popcorn film any day of the week, and I will definitely watch that. Um, but uh, I am excited. I'm very excited for this because if we're having an Oscar-winning writer working on Zatanna, Dave, that's a good sign. Yes. That's a very good sign. It is a very good sign. It's the only, it is the only bit of news that me personally, I've been more or less excited about when it comes to news about the darker side of DC coming to fruition. This is probably the best news we've had. It's the best. uh, Absolutely. Because I'm not entirely excited for the Hellblazer reboot for a lot of reasons. Sure. Give me some Hellblazer and I'll be happy. But it doesn't really seem like Hellblazer. The more we keep hearing from leaked rumors, it's like, who is this guy? There's going to be no religious overtones. It's going to be strictly horror. Like, that's not, how do you not have religious mysticism involved in a Hellblazer story? That doesn't even make fucking sense. That doesn't compute. But you're going to focus solely on the horror. So that's another reason why I'm just not excited for the Hellblazer series. So out of all of these new announcements, pertaining to the darker side of DC, the Zatanna movie still has my interest. I'm actually very excited for this because of the writer that is involved. That's going to be the saving grace of this project. Now, of course, when they announce the director, that can completely be thrown out the window. If they put someone like Brett Ratner in charge, of course they wouldn't do that. But a director of that quality... Please don't do Please that. Please don't do that. To this Zatanna film. We need it. We need it to be good. This movie needs to blow the mainstream away in every way. If we are to give life to the darker side of DC, if we are to get a true Justice League dark series or movie, and we are to finally see Swamp Thing on that cinema screen in all his glory, and Dead Man, and Man Bat, and fucking chimp and all of our go-to characters and of course Constantine the Zatanna movie has to be everything and then some it's it you know what's scary is the Zatanna movie to me has to do what Iron Man did it has to establish Uh, right away I agree and I'm happy if they if they try to mimic that Try to actually make Zatanna their Iron Man, their, their launch pad. I'd be really excited because, number one, I love the character of Zatanna. And there's be, so much you can do there's with There's so much it's, you can do with It's literally endless. And, like, at that point, you can launch into Hellblazer. You can launch into Swamp Thing. You can launch into all those characters. Yeah, Dave, if you were running it, I would feel comfortable, but... JJ, come on. JJ doesn't read fucking comic books, yes. dude. And if he's on an interview saying it's all fucking PR bullshit, the guy doesn't has it. And if he picked up a, uh, oh, I read comics when I was twelve. Okay, what have That's you read nice. lately? Yeah, and and I hate to say it as a comic book fan, as a comic book fan, JJ took a chance in the comic book industry and tried to write for a comic, and he had to rely on his son. To help him through the comic. <laughs> oh, that's right. And, and that didn't even do very well. That didn't well. do do. That, that was Spider-Man, well. right? Yes. Yeah. It was I Pan. For, oh, I forgot. It got bad reviews. It got bad I reviews. I forgot about that. And, you know, it was hyped up. Oh, J.J. Abrams is going to actually take writing duties for for Spider-Man. And it, it instead it was he had to rely on his son 
to finish the, the freaking series. Hey, JJ, can you pretend I'm your son and you can rely on me for getting uh, the Hellblazer series done and Zatanna? Because I'll do that shit right. <laughs> I will do that shit right. The exciting incident is Zatanna naked making out with John Constantine. <laughs> You're just going to go right into it as from well the get-go? As you got to build it Madam, up. No, forget that. No lube. Just go right <laughs> no in. We're going to open on open in on a threesome. Madam Xanadu, John Constantine, and Zatanna. And action. And action. <laughs> That's my Zatanna movie. <laughs> I think you can find it on Pornhub. <laughs> All right, David. So not a lot of news pertaining to Hellblazer comics lately, unfortunately. I was scouring the internet earlier today, Dave, looking for something. This is the first time. 2021 is the first year we cannot, in, in years, Dave. In years where you can't find any articles pertaining to an upcoming John Constantine or Hellblazer title. Are we going to blame this on Tom Taylor? <laughs> are we, we going to blame this on Tom Taylor? Is that what this but is going to be? How are we going to get through the 2021 without any new John Constantine? Isn't that weird? Isn't yeah. that weird? Without Hellblazer and without Constantine, especially for the past five years, he's been front and center. And even though he wasn't in the best stories with Rebirth and the New 52, at least he was here. He was here. And now we don't even have him. But David, we do have 75,000 Batman titles coming out. (sighs) David, I counted. No joke. I think there's 27 titles coming out in just May that that are either Batman or related to Batman. Yes. And nothing pertaining to the world of Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Now, we do have Man Bat, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show if we have time. He has, I think, a a five-issue miniseries that's currently being released. Which which is actually pretty cool. Yes, I was excited. I was like, shit, yeah, man, you guys won me over with his character in Justice League Dark. I can definitely get behind dropping a few dollars to read his series. But then I saw that it's all about Batman. Yeah, I saw that too. I was actually so so disappointed because I go, oh, they're gonna do Man Bat. They did fantastic in Justice League Dark about his story, and then the first publicity th- stills you get is Man Bat with Batman. Yeah, and listen, I get it. Man Bat is a Batman villain, but you spent the last three years making him his own character as a member of Justice League Dark to yes. only take him back to being a nemesis of Batman. I don't fucking know who makes these decisions. <laughs> it's one of those frustrating things when it comes to DC comics, because they don't know when they have a good thing, they want to always ruin it. They think that basically, Oh, they want man bad. That must mean they want man bad with Batman. Yeah, of course, Dave, always Batman. They, hey, oh, look at, they like, um, Constantine. Let's give Constantine with some Batman. Oh, look, yeah. we, uh, and, and, you, and you might, you, you uh, honestly, when you think about it, the latest thing in Batman Detective, I know written by Bomb Baylor. Bomb Baylor, what does he do? He throws in John Constantine in there. Yeah, did you read that yet? Yes. Is it any good, Dave? It's okay. Give me your initial thoughts on it. We're not doing a review, but give me your thoughts on it because I am curious. It is better than Rise of Fall. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, I've I've never disliked Tom Taylor. 
and tell rise and fall. Liked, I never disliked Tom Taylor. No, you because you're you even said during our deceased discussions that you're a fan that I'm you a, like. I him. was a fan. I was a huge fan. I like how you say was a fan. I like how rise and fall completely destroyed your your <laughs> fanboyness over Tom Taylor. Well, listen, it was that bad, David. It, it was, was that bad. It was. It was truly that bad because yeah. I stomached myself, stomached reading the whole thing through. And I was left going, why did Tom Taylor do this to me? <laughs> it's so funny. The algorithms on Google continue to bring up Tom Taylor's rise and fall. Whenever I search for things pertaining to John Constantine and Hellblazer, you know what still is coming up? Rise and rise fall. And fall. I'm like, okay, the series is already out. Quit fucking trying to sell it to me, Google. Enough. <laughs> They're like, tell you, please buy this. Buy it. Just buy it. I'll buy another copy and wipe my ass with it. Next time I take a <laughs> shit. So I um I was curious about that Batman. Now that's a limited series, right? It is. Batman the detective. Yeah. yeah it's a limited series. <laughs> Batman the detective. We don't even need that. Exactly. We don't need it. Think about this. They have Batman the Detective, which I saw. Then they have Batman the New Second Son. I, David, I know. I went through all the titles yeah. today. There's so many Batman titles in May. I'm not joking. I think there's over 20 plus Batman titles coming out. It might be 40, Dave. It might be 40. Crazy. <laughs> but no John Constantine. David. Yeah. What is it going to take for us to get an ongoing Zatanna, an ongoing Etrigan, an ongoing John Constantine? One of them. I will, I'll just take one of them. Give me something, DC gods. <laughs> Please take one Batman title and give me a John Constantine. Give me a Madam Xanadu. No. No, Give me a won't. dead man. Like, all right, listen here. Um, I have an idea. And um, I think we should do a Madam Xanadu um, storyline. Uh, DC executive. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? Batman. Batman. So Batman. that's what you're going to You're going to write Batman. All right. Who, uh, next writer. Uh, let me hear your pitch, uh, writer David. Go ahead. What's your pitch? I have this really great story about uh -huh. I'm, dead I'm man. all ears. Oh, and, dead man. Okay. Yeah. He has a really great history with DC Comics. Mm -hmm. I think we haven't touched him in a while. Uh -huh. So let's bring him back. Okay. I like the idea, but how about we take dead man out and put Batman in? <laughs> I hate to say it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It, it, here's the sad part. When you take a look at like the, the, the titles that DC is shipping out this month, 80% is Batman. It's gotten so bad, Mike. They have Batman and the Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? I bet you Tom Taylor probably pitched you know, detective chimp as the detective in his title that he's writing <laughs> and the executive is like, Hey, Tom Taylor, I like the idea with detective chimp, but who gives a fuck about a monkey? Um, how about we replace the chimp and put Batman and put Batman and Tom Taylor, you know, the company man, he's just like, okay, can I put John Constantine in an issue at least? No, no, no. You can only mention him. You can only mention the fact that, uh, Batman got the help of John Constantine. That's oh, about it. Okay. <laughs> Wait. That's, that's, I swear that's that's the pitch meetings. 
dude, when you take a look at like their 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 release schedule, it seems like it. It really does. I mean, they could easily do like a Catwoman series, right? But no, we got to actually throw okay. Batman in there. But uh, I'm, listen, I'm considering Catwoman part of the Batman because it's the part of the Bat family. Like, when are we just going to turn DC Comics into the Bat family comics? Yeah. Because if it's not Batman, it's the Suns. If it's, it's not sun. Batman, then it's like Lucius. If it's not Batman, it's the, I mean, it's always fucking Batman. Or even think about like, it. I mean, I, and listen, it may sound like I hate Batman. I actually like the character a yeah. lot. But enough is enough. It's ridiculous. It's it, it's gone into parody mode. Because like David, you're you're right. Because you're it. You have never been more right, David. Just think about it. It is now a fucking parody. It's a parody. so much so that ninety percent of the last metal series, death metal, is that what it was? Death metal, right? Yes. Ninety percent of death metal and all the tie-ins was Batman parody. I, th- there were moments that made me cringe. Yeah. And you had it, rainbow bright Batman. It, it was fucking ridiculous. And if you think about it, okay. Batman Metal or or Dark Knight's Metal, whatever you want to call it. The the whole point of that story, the main character wasn't supposed to be Batman. It was supposed to be Wonder Woman. Okay, so but we're gonna call it Dark Knight's Metal. Oh, hold on, Snyder. So your plan here, you tell, tell tell me your plan, David, as Snyder for your death metal series. Go ahead. Uh well, see, I I want to really make this really great series that brings back the history of DC. Uh-huh. And our main character is Wonder Woman, and she's going to be the one that ushers in this new era of DC with that she brings back everybody's history. Everyone remembers. Uh, okay. You know, hold on a second there, uh, writer David. Now, I like where your head's at. You have a pretty good idea there. Um, de- uh, metal was definitely that had Batman in it, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, definitely. We love it. <laughs> Batman was in it. It was awesome. So Wonder Woman's the lead right now. I get it. Yeah, Wonder Woman's the lead. Um, women are the new hot thing. You know, it's equitable. We're giving women their 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 roles in comics. So I'm going to get behind that. But however, fine. We can make, air quotes here, Wonder Woman the star. <laughs> but let's go ahead and make Batman every single villain. <laughs> It's true. Every villain. Uh, villain. We'll have a starfish Batman. We'll have a train Batman. We'll have uh, a fucking god that's Batman. But but that doesn't make any sense. And then you'll hear someone say in the back of the room, multiverse, um, sir, sir, we can explain this all through the multiverse. (laughs) Okay, well, can we call it the Batverse? Because that will sell. Can we call it that? Let's... Ixnay on the multiverse and just call it Batverse. Batverse. So I like your idea, but take all of my ideas instead and put it into your story. All right, uh, death metal writer. Scott Snyder's just holding poop in his hands, going, Yeah, this is what I'm stuck with. Dude, it's fucking ridiculous, man. It is so fucking ridiculous. And that's why when I read articles from Cy Spurrier, I could feel his pain. <laughs> you know, he had an AMA. A few months back on Reddit. I we, saw that. I saw that. Yeah. We had never, we have, we have not had the opportunity to discuss yet, but Cy Spurrier did an AMA. And if people aren't familiar what that is, it's basically an ask me anything session on Reddit where in someone, let's say Cy Spurrier sits down for the computer and says, all right, I'm here. Ask me anything. And he sits there live and he 
answers people's questions in real time via Reddit. Okay. Now, the first thing he says, and it just makes me so sad. He says, my stupid, colossal fucking mistake was to assume, and this is obviously in relation to the cancellation of Hellblazer. He says, my stupid, colossal fucking mistake was to assume I was living in the 90s when comics got at least a couple dozen issues to flex their muscles (laughs) and find their fullest audience before anyone even quibbled about profitability. That's sad. It is. So we feel I hear some contradicting, you know, reports here because originally Cy Spurrier didn't say anything negative. And I don't don't want to say this is negative, but this is definitely him complaining. When he starts the conversation by saying a colossal fucking mistake, he's obviously not happy with the decision. And I like that he was open and honest about his true feelings behind this cancellation that obviously early reports, early reports stated was not a cancellation. We only had 12 issues scheduled. Even though the story ends, kind of. (laughs) So he goes on to talk about Hellblazer and working with Aaron Campbell again. He says, obviously, I have to be circumspect about detail. He says, I am indeed working on a couple of new projects with elements of my Hellblazer creative team. That could be interesting. Uh, Probably more on that later. He says, as right now, these projects do not include more Hellblazer. And he says, yes, I'm grumpy about that too hellblazer is a title david that has been written by some of the very best writers out there oh absolutely over the last i don't know 20 plus years or so Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm open to other quality writers taking the reins on a hellblazer title or miniseries but before we make any decisions any decisions about a Hellblazer title. If stupid DC executive wants to have a meeting about a Hellblazer series, please give Cy Spurrier. That's what I want. Give him his opportunity once again to finish up that storyline before you hand off the reins to anyone else. Cause it's going to happen eventually. Thank God. Thank God. I thought you were about to say, please God, don't let them say, get, do a Hellblazer title and say, we're going to put Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Listen, Cy, um, we really like your writing. Can I call you Cy? Is that good? Um, David Cy, is that okay? I I guess. Okay. Cy. Uh, All right. So we love your work on Hellblazer, but it was lacking something. What do you think it was lacking? Uh, Cy, David, I, I, think if you gave me more time i honestly mm-hmm. think 12 issues was great mm-hmm. but i would have liked actually probably about 24 you're not more. even close you're not even warm really yeah the reason why it got canceled is because it's, it's just not enough batman uh, so listen but we'll, the story's we'll, not about batman it's okay <laughs> have him show up he's the great greatest detective that ever lived um he can help solve some problems but i have a detective in the book already his name is john constantine mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but he's not Batman. So <laughs> tell you what, find a way to put Batman in that title and we'll bring Hellblazer back and you can finish your story. All right. Cy David. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he says that he had a, a another arc, of course, planned for Hellblazer. Oh, dude, yeah. I was I saw this and I I wanted to win. Because can you imagine if they gave Spurrier more time to do more stories, especially by the end of it, we kind of kind of you're kind of left with the inkling that yeah, the adventures of Constantine continue on with his new crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I feel we were just getting started. Yeah. Like sure, those 12 issues were amazing. So I'm not saying it was bumpy and Finally, it was leveling out. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you gave us 12 issues. It was a great introduction. It was some of the best reading I've I've read in years in the way of comics. I loved it. And um, you end it right when it was getting started. You were breathing life into this new era of John Constantine. The groundwork was laid for this new era. We had our new players. You had this fucking amazing setup and it just ended. It just ended. And that's why I say if they plan to bring Hellblazer back, obviously it's going to happen at some point. Let Cy Spurrier be the one to bring it back. I don't care how busy he is. He would probably say yes. If they asked him, no matter (laughs) if he was writing already 27 different comics and he had multiple deadlines, he would probably find a way to do it. Now, he does say he had this arc planned. It was vaguely figured out. He said he didn't want to go to too much detail or be overly elaborate because, he says, in case we do ever get the chance to go back there. But the title was Dead in America. And it followed John, Noah, and Nat as they fled across the pond to the States where John tricks the others into a big, important task, which naturally is, in fact, about saving his own skin. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, I am a little disappointed that we're not going to see this. I will say I'm not keen on always being in America. Honestly, I feel like that's where Rebirth went wrong. When they brought John over. uh, uh, Well, the entire series took place in the United States. The United States. And I was like... Well, most of it. I think he ended up going back, but I just wasn't keen on it. I'm like, he's a British character. Unless he's dealing with things that are taking place in America because of a specific storyline and it's relatively short, then fine. Well, could you I'm imagine- okay with Justice League Dark because Justice League Dark isn't Hellblazer. So I'm okay that most of those stories take place in America, but also it takes place almost anywhere many times. Sure, the the home of the series is the halls of justice now, right? Yes. But you're dealing with justice league dark and they travel all over the place because of whatever they are doing. Yeah. So that's a little different, but But when you're dealing with an actual title that is Hellblazer, I feel like it's best served if it's in Britain. I mean, am I wrong? Here's the thing though. Now, not to wet your appetite or get, any of us angry as much as I am when I thought about this. If Sizebreaker was going to continue on the themes that he was going to gave, that he gave us in the original, yeah. his Hellblazer run, mm-hmm. going across America, the the potential of him doing stories because remember the whole point in his Hellblazer run was every single time, every single issue almost dealt with a mythology of some sort that pertained to that 
right area. Yeah. So all of a sudden he goes across America and he have to you have Cy Spurrier telling us mythology about the Americana, about you know like let's say stuff that we would touch on in series like in Supernatural, right? And deal with like say like I don't know Native American mythology, which would be fun, especially in Spurrier's hands. Can you imagine the type of storytelling he could tell and how he how he takes the mythology of America and attaches the magic quality of DC? But, uh, David, I'm not against it. I'm not. I just prefer for them to take place in in, in, in the in United your, States in, or in, in the Europe, UK. In yeah. the UK. Yeah. And I understand that. But I mean, like, the fact that he had this overall idea that he was going to take this further. He, he was going to do it. <sighs> justice i'm sure like i wouldn't i'm not gonna complain or nor would i have complained if the writing was just as stellar for these next 12 issues as the first 12 issues then guess what i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna complain i don't care if it takes place in fucking alaska alaska (laughs) (laughs) yeah so unfortunately i don't think we're ever gonna see it honestly i think it's done Perhaps someday a writer will continue that storyline. That's definitely a storyline that that <laughs> needs to be explored just because the way it was introduced, the fact that this was kind of a John Constantine from, you know, the books of magic, books of magic, uh, which was Neil Gaiman's Constantine. Ah, man, it's just it was so good. I love that it was this John Constantine. Not to pick on you, Mike, but just imagine. And now introducing Tom Taylor to continue this on. <laughs> All right. So Tom Taylor's a team player and we talked to him and he was willing to put Batman in it. In so, it so we're going to do Hellblazer. We're going to continue Cy Spurrier's storyline. We're going to call him Cy non-team player Spurrier. <laughs> Spurrier. <laughs> and uh, we're going to continue this. But instead of it being Constantine and uh, his mute friend and Nat, I forgot the name of the other character now. Nat. Nat Noah. Instead of it being you know, Constantine, Noah, and Nat. It'll just be Constantine, Batman, and Robin. There you go. <laughs> All right, go ahead and print that out. <laughs> print that out. Okay, Dave, so Man Bat number one has hit shelves. I believe it dropped in February, so several months ago. I've never been a Man Bat fan. Just never have. But what, Ty, uh, what Tanyan did in JLD... By bringing him in and making him a part of the team, suddenly you have a character that I never gave two shits about. Now I care about. I love what they do with him in Justice League Dark. He's Absolutely. interesting. I love the fact that JLD has taken C-list characters and made them interesting and relevant. And that's why I was excited for Man Bat. I will read it. In fact, I will probably read these this weekend. And if, well, the ones that are out. And if I enjoy it, then I'll plan on covering them once all five issues are out. And if they are still connected to the darker side. If it's just him versus Batman, uh, then it's, I'm not covering it. Exactly. But if it's, if it's truly the darker side of DC and you're dealing with darker themes and the occult then we will possibly cover it because he is a member of JLD, right? I mean, it would feel at this point, it would feel remiss of us not to cover a series that's dealing with a member of the justice league dark. Oh, absolutely. Because 
Here's the thing. Tanyan won me over with the whole man bat thing because when so you weren't a man bat I was fan not, either. Yeah. I was confused. Why the hell are we throwing man bat into Justice League Dark? And I I, I hated honestly, it at first. I honestly didn't that, that like first, it. Yeah, that first issue, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, going, bat. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, how is this character relevant to Justice League Dark? But Tanyan did a fantastic job of building that character up. Yeah. And by the end of it, when you get to like the whole the whole culmination of the upside down man storyline, man bad is really important. He's kind of like the brains of the operation. Yeah. And I'm like going, they made a character that I did not care two shits about in the very beginning. And at by the end of it, I'm like going, okay. I'm really excited for that, for this series, but just like what you said, I hope they continue on what Tanya built off of the character, because if they, if they give us a series of man bat and it has nothing to do, it has nothing of the charm, nothing of the character development that Tanya built in justice league dark, then it just feels like a cash grab to just up. Oh, it's another Batman villain. Yeah. We can do. Well, that's, that's what I'm dreading. I'm hoping that's not the case. Because they've just did wonders with that character, Man Bat, and for them just to take him back to what he was feels a bit silly. And I don't know. Do you know if this is part of the regular continuity or is this different? Because the synopsis makes me feel like it's different because it says in the battle between man and monster, the monster's winning. Man Bat, a five issue series starring the long running Batman antagonist, uh, debuts in February. And Man Bat's murderous meltdown begins. For years, Kirk Langstrom has struggled with his monstrous alter ego, Man Bat, and the serum that transformed him. But he's finally hit rock bottom following a devastating setback. Okay, so the setback aspect might be interesting. Because if that if yeah. this is the Man Bat from Justice League Dark and he has a setback, that could be good. Exactly. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that. Well, they, have you seen the just, cover? It doesn't have the Infinite Frontier branding. It's just DC, and it's not Black that. Label either. So I don't know if this is actually within the regular continuity. Regular continuity, and I'm hoping it is. I really do because, like, the uh, art's amazing. It looks fantastic. I'm not too familiar with the writer, uh, Dave. Neither am I. Will Gauze, I think it is. And, and that's that was another red flag. And I'm always open to reading from new writers. I love to support new talent. But that doesn't mean I'm not nervous still that, <laughs> I, that I'm going to purchase something that's written poorly because I don't know this gentleman's work. Dave Lyle? Wheels Gauze? Will Gauze? You know anything he writes? I'm not too familiar. The, that that's an, a writer that I'm not too. Let's see if what he's written. New Year's Evil. Why uh, a Batman thing? He seems to be <laughs> he's a Batman. <laughs> he seems to be relatively new. He doesn't have a lot of work, according to DC. Their wiki. A very DC Halloween, Man Bat 2, New Year's Evil, DC Holiday Nightmares. He seems new. I think he might have been a writer in the... Uh, I forgot that anthology we read. 
that we covered. Oh, that Halloween, uh, that Halloween one. Yeah. So, well, this is not uh, doing much to calm my nerves because he's soon so new, but that doesn't mean he's not good. I will read the first issue. If first issue is good, I will read the rest of them. And then I will bring my thoughts officially to the show. Dave, how's that? That seems fair. Yeah, it is fair. All right, so Batman becomes a Ghostbuster thanks to John Constantine. You had mentioned that earlier in the show. And because John Constantine had hit the headlines with this promotion here, I almost purchased this series, Dave. (laughs) You would have been I was so close. (laughs) I was so close. And then I found out that he was only mentioned. Yes, you would have been pissed. he wasn't actually in it. I was like, okay, good thing I didn't spend any money on this. Whether or not he will make an appearance, I don't know, but we will see. It does seem like Tom Taylor has. He can't let the character go. He seems to like the character. The (laughs) fact that he's bringing him into Batman, even in just, you know, in name only, it does seem like he enjoys the character. So possibly we'll see him officially in the story and if he is then i may end up picking up the issues but as of right now dave i will not even though he's dealing with ghosts have you read this yet i've read oh I you have. did you said you read yeah it, i did you? yeah yeah and, it, I, and you honestly, said it was okay right it was okay yeah. it was okay i liked the fact that he brought in the gentleman ghost and i thought that was a cool you know throwback to the darker side of dc but, but yeah, the fact that a lot of people thought, oh, John Constantine's going to be in it. And then he only gets mentioned because that, the, the only way he defeats the gentleman ghost is because of, I believe it's like pages of a book that he took from Constantine. That's all he tell. That's all he says. Oh, okay. Well, m- maybe Tom Taylor heard our review of rise and fall and he was like oh shit i better stay away from this character those guys are gonna fucking (laughs) kill me they're gonna fucking treat me like shit again i can't take it he doesn't give a shit dave (laughs) all right so a classic dc hero is helping wonder woman return to her roots and this does have me excited and does make me want to read the ongoing wonder woman series because dead man yep is apparently a big part of this new era of wonder woman. He's helping the character out, but listen, that's fun. And any dead man I can get, I will always be happy, but he's always being used. He like, come on, quit using the guy. Give him some respect. Give him a series. He's being used. David, how often is this guy used? He's used, (laughs) So many times in random stories with random characters, but no one actually gives him his own thing. I think it's because honestly, me and you have touched on this about our past show covering dead man. Yeah. His powers are just too OP. Yeah, sure. Writers cannot figure out, okay, how do we make a tension filled episode? Yeah. Of dead man when dead man can simply just jump into the person's body and take them over. Yes, you're not wrong. However, I'm sure a creative writer could definitely find ways to, you know, kryptonite the character to where he is not OP to make it work for a story. So we just need that writer to stand 
you know, to step up because it's a little silly that we always get this character in everyone else's series, but we never actually have something that revolves around him. Unfortunately. Now, according to this article here, ever since Wonder Woman sacrificed herself at the end of Dark Knight's death metal, Wonder Woman has been in something of a limbo. The beginning of Infinite Frontier saw her rejecting a role in the quintessence, choosing yes. instead to plunge headfirst into the new DC Omniverse. This directly led to Wonder Woman's new series that is currently running, where Diana wakes up in Valhalla with amnesia. Yeah, because she's the whole premise of the story for Wonder Woman. Are you currently point, reading it? Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to know how, what the status of Wonder Woman was after Death Metal because she was written off as she died. So when they announced that, oh, there's the Wonder Woman title is continuing on, I'm like going, hey, how does this going to work? And more or less, Wonder Woman is being used to kind of travel around DC's uh, mythology mm-hmm. landscape. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. I might read it because of that. And like, I like the fact that this is the way that Diana is going to find her way back. She's going to actually try to traverse the mythology of DC. So like, hence why she's in right now in Norse mythology. She's in Valhalla. Yeah. And it's all about the afterlife of everything. So there's talk that she's going to go through, you know, like, certain religions what she might deal with the green she might deal with the the uh, the red the whole balance thing yeah of earth yeah so bringing in dead man was actually really cool because this is a way of using this character because of course so dave how big of a role did he have was it was it a substantial role or it was just- a pretty it was a pretty substantial role because he's he's the guide now he's being it, used as the guy okay does it feel like he's gonna be reoccurring after the one issue I read, it feels like it because oh. Diana needs needs. It's almost kind of like Dead Man is the guide that's for her in the afterlife. Okay, and he's gonna try to help Diana get back. Okay, so if he is a recurring in this series, I'm sold. I will read it. So keep me updated, and then we will keep our listeners updated because there may be listeners out there who may not want to read Wonder Woman for whatever reason but may be inclined to do so if dead man is included. So I may do that. Listen, if I'm willing to, then I'm sure there's other listeners out there that are willing to, to purchase another series of comics. If one of our characters are in it, honestly, I'm disappointed with this whole dead, this whole era. Like dead man is not really involved in the, in the new justice league dark. No, which doesn't make sense to me. Well, here's the thing with wonder woman. It finally made, it started making sense to me of how they actually separated the magic realm even further. Yeah. Because, you know, like when Wonder Woman, when that series took, when that series, when that issue came out, they showed that the characters that we were always saying were going to be in Justice League Dark instead are in this part of the universe. They're dealing with the afterlife, the, the unit, the actual universe, the omniverse of the DC. That's why. Characters like the Spectre, uh, the Phantom Stranger, the Quintessence basically shows up in the Wonder Woman title after all this time. <laughs> and, and like they play a role in the Wonder Woman title basically explaining, hey, we're just a part of like the whole Omniverse thing. 
we're not part of the dark side of the dark side of DC. We kind of are like the cosmic level DC landscape. That's where dead man is now. Dead man's considered to be, I guess like almost like a cosmic entity. That's interesting. I, listen, man, I'm actually pretty excited for that. I might check it out. So we will see. Keep me updated. Let me know. Absolutely. And of course, let our listeners know. Anytime we can get some dead man is definitely a good thing. Okay, Dave. So this does bring us to the end of our broadcast. I want to thank everyone for listening and bearing with our rants and complaints. It seems like we did a lot of that today. Listen, we just, we just are, we're, we love what we love, Dave, and we're fans of and what we, we want love more and we want more of it. We're actually pissed because we want to spend more money. So DC and writers out there, if you're listening, don't get mad at us. We actually want to give you our money. We actually want you to make something for us to buy. How is that bad? That's not bad. All right. Also head over to patreon.com and Help us stay on the air. Head over to patreon.com slash Rayman Digital and pledge $1 or more a month. And when you do, you will gain access to a specialty show we do titled The Oblivion Bar, which is essentially a mini episode of the House of Mystery, but it's more casual. We're usually drunk or high or both. (laughs) All right, David, thank you. Bye-bye. My name is John Constantine. I'm the one who steps from the shadows, all trench coat and arrogance. I'll drive your demons away, kick them in the bollocks and spit on them when they're down, leaving only a nod and a wink and a wisecrack. I'll walk my path alone, because let's be honest, who'd be crazy enough to walk it with me?